Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All righty, welcome. It is Bowerland News Radio 930 WBEN. Talking about country music and is country music king. And also talking about the uh, progression of music and how... Um, so many things, even from the 1920s, like 100 years ago, conceivably could be country music songs today. And just as an illustration of uh, some of the um, transmigration of musical styles, shall we say, um, you're familiar, I'm sure, with, uh, well, maybe you're not. Uh, Eric Clapton and Cream did a song called Crossroads. And it was a takeoff of an old Robert Johnson song called Crossroads Blues, which we're going to play a little bit of right now. Now, in the late 1960s, the supergroup Cream and Eric Clapton on the guitar, they took that song and they changed it into something totally different. And let's hear it. The same song, different styles. And, you know, another one that I should have thought of earlier, Derek and the Dominoes did a song called Layla. But then Eric Clapton redid it later on. I think it was a, was it Unplugged. He did an acoustic version where Layla by Derek and the Dominoes, which Josh is going to pull, is, is a rock song. Layla, the remake by Eric Clapton, I think you could make an argument that it is a country song. Um, Josh, are you able to do that now or you want to do the Doobie Brothers thing? 
Okay, let's do the Doobie Brothers thing. Then we're going to bring aboard a special guest before we go any further. But uh, when we played the Josie Miles song, um, Mad uh, Angry Woman, Mad Woman Blues, I always forget the title. Uh, but um, I could easily see that being a country song. And Josh said, hey, it kind of sounds like New Orleans. And the Doobie Brothers, I mean, you tell, you tell us, is this a country song or is it something else? Is it a rock song, a country song? Is it gospel? You tell me. Mississippi, she's calling my name. Tell me this isn't a country song. Catfish, Catfish? the Mississippi, paddle wheels, it's country. All right, uh, so this this whole thing, I, I find this whole thing um, absolutely fascinating. Uh, you know, what, what exactly is country? And uh, let's go to uh, one of our other musical experts on News Radio 930 WBEN before I invite more phone calls from you all. Uh, my brother, a uh, member of the Buffalo Music Hall of Fame, also a member of the Kenmore East uh, Performing Arts Hall of Fame, and he has a song in Spaceballs, the movie, by the way, uh, Dick Bowerly. Uh, Dick, thanks a lot for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks, Tom. And my song in Spaceballs is not a country song, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. And I've got my own uh, classification for it, but I'm going to hold my tongue on that. Um, first of all, Dick, as somebody who played country music for a number of years with a local band called Kenny Gunn and the Pistols, one of the things that I tried talking about earlier on the program was the fact that in the 70s up to the early 1980s, there was a very lively local country music scene. There were, there were you know, at least half a dozen really good country bands, but my understanding is the gigs dried up. Country music kind of died as a live venue thing. Yes, no? No, that, that, that's true, and it, it kind of peaked out when the movie uh, Urban Cowboy came out. I mean, that's when there was all kinds of places to play, and country music ruled the roost, so to speak, locally. But then, then like all fads, it just kind of gradually faded away. But e- even now, locally, I-, I can only think of a couple country acts that, you know, are I- – I'm surprised there are not more country bands around. There's a million classic rock bands but not as many country bands as there were even in the 1970s. Why, why, what I'm trying to figure out is how can country music be so huge, enormously popular, and yet the options for live country music around here seem to be rather slim? Well, that, that's, a, that's the million-dollar question. But I think that uh, the way country music evolved, uh, first of all, a lot of the new stuff, and when I mean new, it's, let's say, post-2000, it all kind of sounds the same. It all sounds more like, uh, you know, a take on Johnny Rivers' uh, Rock and Pneumonia and the Boogie Woogie Flu. And it all kind of sounds the same. So I think what that did was, on one hand, it attracted more younger people to liking that. But by the same token, it took people that were more into the traditional style of country, and it turned them off, and it kind of switched them back, you know, if you want to say the good old days. And, again, like uh, – there is, the best 
place to hear what you might consider traditional country stuff uh, would be to go hear the Twang Gang uh, with Dwayne Hall at the Sportsman. They play the stuff that was real popular late 60s and through the 70s, and uh, they do it really, really well. So if anybody wants to get a taste of what that was like, that is the best place to go and the best band to hear, in my opinion. Dick, I have a theory, and I'll put it up in the air and see if you shoot it down or agree. I do not believe the country music would be as elevated um, in the clouds as it is today had it not been for the Eagles. And, of course, if you mention the Eagles, you also have to mention Buffalo Springfield. You have to mention Poco. But the Eagles, a super group, and especially a lot of their early stuff, absolutely country influence Dooley, uh, dueling dalton uh saturday night songs like that are absolutely country songs i think the eagles played a huge role in propelling country music to the role of uh, music royalty in the usa agree or disagree I 100% I 100% agree with that in fact if you're looking for proof when the eagles for whatever reason decided they wanted to get a little bit more pop rocky that's when their original guitar player, who was from the Flying Burrito Brothers, Bernie Ledden, that's yep. when he quit because he thought the band got too rock and roll, and that was not the style of music that he wanted to play. Well, that's okay because uh, Don Felder, um, he came up with some pretty good licks along the way uh, as a replacement, and then when Joe Walsh came along, um, things obviously changed. Hotel California, um, I mean, you could say New Kid in Town could be a country song easily. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I look at it more like sometimes you have to you have to evolve. You know, it's like musical Darwinism. You know, it's a change or die. And the Eagles apparently at that time felt it was necessary to take a little bit more rockier road, so to speak, to maintain their popularity. And I think that's probably why they did that. I think it was more of an evolution, not a devolution uh, in their development. And let me just say one other real quick thing. Look at the Beatles. Look how far the Beatles came from I Want to Hold Your Hand to Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields. Bands do evolve. The good ones do. Yeah, and side two of Abbey Road, which is, I think, my favorite Beatles collection of all time. I can I listen to that over and over and over. It's brilliant. It's absolutely oh. brilliant. And one of my favorites, too, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I like that in many ways better than I do Sergeant Pepper. I know that might be heresy, but uh, it is, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, and uh, one of the groups that we have not mentioned yet, too, is uh, um, the Beach Boys. Uh, they took Sloop John B., an American standard, and I'm trying to figure out if that's a rock song by the Beach Boys, if it's country, or if it's just its own genre. It's probably its own genre. I mean, like you said, it was basically kind of a folky song that they morphed into their own style. And, you know, you were talking earlier about, you know, what Clapton did with Crossroads, uh, etc. And there's a lot of that. The English bands, including Let's Throw the Animals in there, they were brilliant at taking American blues songs and then redoing them their own their own way. I mean, they did a song called Boom Boom, which is a really cool song. I believe it was originally by John Lee Hooker, and then they put their own spin on it. So the English bands, I mean, they just loved American blues, but they had, and the Rolling Stones, they had a way of taking those basic songs and expanding upon them and making them kind of their own. You know, it's uh, brilliant. It's brilliant. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, hold on, if you would. Uh, my brother Dick Bowerly is here. 
a member of the Buffalo Music Hall of Fame, Kenmore East uh, Performing Arts Hall of Fame, has a song in Spaceballs, uh, played guitar with a country band, Kenny Gunn and the Pistols. Josh Schmidt is on the other side of the glass, and he is Mr. Country Music, at least post-2000. Talking about country music, is Country King by you? And it just happened to be in the uh, part of the show where I'm talking to people like uh, my brother Dick uh, about country music. And I'd mentioned Eric Clapton before, uh, as far as his adaptation of a bluesy, almost a country song by Robert Johnson uh, called Crossroads Blues. Uh, Cream turned it into Crossroads and took a totally different twist on it. And we mentioned earlier Derek and the Dominoes with Eric Clapton. And this is what they did with Layla. A few years, a few decades later, Eric Clapton turned around and did this with Layla. So, Dick, I mean, there is this uh, phenomena. You talked earlier about groups like the Animals uh, taking American classics and putting their own special um, twist on them. Um... When you hear, for example, uh, Eric Clapton and Layla, Derek and the Dominoes, and then the Eric Clapton version of Layla, what do you think as a performer and as somebody who played country music, what do you think of that? I, 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 like, I like both versions, and it almost seems like the slow version of Layla. It's almost like reverse engineering. In what way? Uh, because he's taken now, instead of taking a, uh, a folky country song and making it rock, he did just the opposite. He took a hard rock song and he, he made it he made it kind of country or folky even, you know. And so that, you don't see that very often, but it's his song, so it's his prerogative to do whatever he wants with it. Absolutely. Um, okay, let me let me ask you this, Dick. What makes country music? country music i mean uh, the outlaws the marshall tucker band jerry lee lewis all right i think i think that the best answer i can i can give you on that is you sort of have to go back to the beginning and the beginning being uh people like woody guthrie people before that the carter family you know they're considered to be sort of the uh, the genesis of country and then don't forget all the bluegrass guys that existed, most of whom we've probably never heard of, but the right. most famous probably being Bill Monroe. The point is there were different styles of country music, but eventually people began to borrow certain elements of each one. And that's why you end up having, you know, you mentioned bands like, you know, the Outlaws, the Marshall. They simply borrowed all that stuff. And then Derek, they, do, you, do you have an incoming call that you need to take now? Uh, no, I don't. I don't, okay, I don't sorry, need to take sorry. that. It's probably okay. somebody telling me my warranty expired. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I know you got things going on, so continue, No, no, please. it's fine. We're good. Okay, so bluegrass, uh, pick up on the bluegrass idea and the amalgamation of music in the United States. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, some of the country pop guys began to borrow elements of bluegrass, and you had talked about uh, the Doobie Brothers song and that New Orleans thing. Yeah. I mean, that was something else that was going on. So as the music began to evolve, people began to borrow different elements from all these different basic styles 
that you could, I suppose, loosely trace back to, to Woody Guthrie or the Carter family and, like I said, a whole bunch of other people we we probably never heard of that I don't know of uh, that, you know, from the you know middle of the 1800s all the way up. And, it, I, again, it's a, an evolutionary thing where everybody, every musician I know, myself included, we all – we all borrow stuff, and that's what they did. I mean, you hear an influence, you say, hey, I kind of like that. How could I switch that around and use it so people don't know I stole it? And everybody, the <laughs> Beatles did it. Beethoven right. did it. Bach did it. Everybody does it. As somebody once said, I think it was, uh, was, I don't know if it was Leonard Bernstein or maybe even Chet Atkins who said something to the effect of, you know, good artists uh, good artist borrow, great artists steal. And I think there's yep. a lot of truth in that. Um. We we need to break, Dick, but uh, hang out with us, okay, because um, between you and Josh, I've got some real experts here. I'm sure Josh has some questions for you, too. Uh, Dick Bowerly, my brother, member of the Buffalo Music Hall of Fame, member of the Kenmore East Performing Arts Hall of Fame, and he's got a song in Spaceballs, a musician of great renown, plays with the All-Star Project, also an Eagles tribute band, Tequila Sunrise, and he's been sitting in with uh, the Yacht Fathers, um, where I guess he's met some very interesting people along the way. Um, 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Um, yeah, there are times to fade into the background, and that would have been one of them. Okay, uh, it is uh, Bowerly for the Buffalo Dental Group. The uh, Buffalo Dental Group has moved into a brand-new state-of-the-art facility in Williamsville, 6600 Main Street at the corner of Brompton in Williamsville. The Englewood address remains the same. The Buffalo Dental Group, I was there just last week as I've been going there for about 20 years, led by Dr. Vossler and Dr. Kolber. The Buffalo Dental Group's philosophy remains minimally invasive dentistry, and it's not just a technique. It's the practice philosophy, and it's unique. And what they want to do is preserve as many of your natural teeth as they possibly can. Minimally invasive dentistry means you get the best, most up-to-date technology there is. That means less drilling, more comfort, better aesthetics, more dietary options. You digest what you eat better. Nothing hazardous in your mouth. And you know what? Your mouth looks totally natural. In the old days, I'd open wide. My mouth looked like the Comstock Load Silver Mine. Not anymore. You'd think I have perfect teeth, and I don't. Uh, at the Buffalo Dental Group, they try not to put crowns on teeth. They try not to do implants, but if they absolutely have to, they'll do it. And if you've been told elsewhere that you need a million crowns and a million implants, why don't you get a second opinion from the Buffalo Dental Group? One phone number for the Buffalo Dental Group in the 716, and it is 634 634-1234, the Buffalo Dental Group. We'll continue with our discussion of country music, Is It King? with Dick Bowerly, my brother, little nepotism on the show, and Josh Schmidt, a long-lost cousin, on News Radio 930 WBE. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talking country music today. Josh Schmidt behind the glass is an expert. My brother Dick Bowerly knows his stuff too. And we have both of them with us. And we have Judy I Carter was Cash. standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that her come rolling Lord, carry my mother away. Uh, will the circle be unbroken? An amazing song. Uh, Dick Bowerly, my brother, Josh Schmidt here. Uh, Dick, you know, most of the um, most of the stuff that we've talked about today, I just realized, has been male-centric. Um, when you look back on uh, the evolution of country music um, from what it was to what it is now, um, women have made tremendous inroads. I mean, Taylor Swift in Toronto is sold out, I think, 18 years in a row uh, in, in our big city to the north. Uh, what happened? Well, first of all, what happened is she's gone pop, number one. <laughs> and that that's not uncommon. I mean, that was a, a path that also Shania Twain took, where she started out doing uh, country-style music of that era, you know, the early 80s. But then as, again, as she either evolved or devolved, depending upon one's perspective, look how pop she ended up getting. So Taylor Swift is essentially following that same sort of patented uh, path, I, I believe. And that's not a knock on Taylor Swift. Like I said, the fact that she sold, she sells out and she's arguably the most popular artist in the world right now, yeah. uh, I mean, that speaks volumes, I guess. Uh, I would I would think so. Uh, I mean, uh, it's interesting how you talk about musical evolution. I mean, we could get out of the country uh, situation and talk about uh, the Sid Barrett Pink Floyd versus the David Gilmore Pink Floyd and what happened there. But that would that would be a whole show unto itself. Um, let's go to uh, some calls, Josh, if we could talking about country music. Um, Dick Bowerly is here. Josh Schmidt is behind the glass. I am here. Dick and Josh know a hell of a lot more about country music than I. Ed in Cambria. Josh, if you could put that call up for me, please. I seem to have developed five thumbs here. Uh, we're going to try to get Ed up here on the uh, on the program. If you want to get in on this uh, and talk about country music, is country king? Yes or no? And I, I think country in pretty much every media market in the country uh, country is king. Um, that being said, you do run into the occasional person who says, I can't stand country music. Uh, let's go to Ed in Cambria. Ed, you're on WBEN. What's your take on everything we're talking about? Tom, it's great to hear, hear from you, and thanks for getting me on, on the show. I do appreciate it. I've never called before. Um, cool. My take on it is, um, I think that music comes from a common core, a common root. And the interpretations, whether they turn country or rock or jazz or blues, if you've got a good story to tell, if you've got a good melody, if you're able to express emotion, good music is good music. There is just such a wealth of talent in Western New York, 
that we're fortunate to be able to go to a sportsman's tavern in the afternoon and hear guys like Dwayne Hall and Doug Gilman's. Oh, my God. Just monsters. And you can go out on any weeknight. Well, Thursday, Music on Main. Fantastic. You can see seven or eight bands in, you know, a couple block radius. And Buffalo, I think, is underrated in that regard. We've got a great driving music scene, including the country music scene. Well, I have tried. I have tried my best to uh, promote the local music as best as I possibly can, as I think you are probably aware on uh, Facebook and uh, on air here. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. We have, I think, per capita, we have more uh, insanely talented musicians in Buffalo than any other metro in the country, maybe excluding Nashville. Maybe, yeah, maybe, excluding Nashville. But I'm not 100% sure on that. Now, you're you're talking about a thriving country music scene. Now, we've got my brother on the phone who talked about basically the rise and fall of country music from urban cowboy to the early 1980s where a lot of country bands disbanded because they couldn't get gigs. Well, I will tell you, um, I play in a local country band and a local rock band. And if I could do a shameless plug, we're both nominated for the uh, music, the Nightlife Music Awards this year. Well, uh, you can you can tell us the name of the band. Yeah, fantastic. Hazard County in the country category, and I play in the band Double Shot in the rock slash uh, pop category. And we'll, um, Hazard will be performing actually as the only country act at uh, Kajina Fest Four on uh, Sunday, October eighth at Raintree. Hope to see you there. And um, you Hazard will also be performing at the Music Awards at the Cove on November ninth. So, uh, well, thank you for allowing me to plug that. I know, I know. No, that's that, that's, that's fine. Story. That's fine. But um, uh, what I I, I did want to say is um, I think you know I want to go back to that. If you've got a good song, a good story to tell, whether it's produced as a a, a country song or a rock song, it's if if it's got that that factor, it's going to make it through. Um, I think maybe some of the urban cowboy '90s stuff. There's a resurgence in that now. '90s country. In, in Western New York is kind of like, I, I, assume, I assume it's something like playing classic rock, although this market is saturated with classic rock. Playing in a country act, when you go do songs uh, like Watermelon Crawler, Guitars and Cadillacs, um, those are received very much like you would receive uh, Brown Eyed Girl. or, or um, Oh, you did, no, like don't say you. Brown Eyed Girl. Give me something other than Brown Eyed Girl, please. Oh, I, I get it, um, but it makes people happy. And if you say Sweet Caroline, you're getting hung up on right now. Sweet Caroline and Brown Eyed Girl. No, you, you, no. Um, and if my brother starts to play in the background, feel like a woman, he's going to get hung up on too. Uh, just, <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Just, just so you're aware of that. Um, well, thank you very much uh, for the call, Ed in Cambria. Good luck, uh, and say hello to Vid and Chuck for me if you would. Most, most definitely, will do. Thanks, Tom. All right. Uh, yeah, Chuck is. Uh, uh, very talented with uh, horns, Vid is very uh, and and guitar and uh, Vid uh, Cudahy keyboard player and that would be the band Double Shot, which is not a country band. Um, let's get back to the calls. Josh Schmidt is with us, my guy behind the glass. My brother Dick Bowerly is here, veteran local musician. And uh, let's go to Ray in uh, Amherst for his take on the uh, local. Well, on country music and the local country music scene, and the overall question is country king. And you're on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. How are you? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm a steel guitar player, fiddle player, mandolin. I sing high lonesome, uh, high lonesome harmony. I come out of the bluegrass world. I've opened for 32 Nashville acts in the in the local area, some two and three times. I was in the most popular 
country band here in western New York and country rock in, for seven years. So what you're hearing on the radio on uh, these country stations is not real country music. I play now with a family band out in the country by cornfields, and we play real country music. We got fiddles, mandolins, uh, sibling harmonies. We play all Carter family, Loretta Lynn, Dolly Parton. What you're hearing on the on the radio now is suburban rock with a cowboy hat. And well, it's real- interesting. It's interesting you say that because there does seem to be some um, like brick wall somewhere around the year 2000. Uh, that seems to be the cutoff with some of the callers we've had yesterday saying. Basically, uh, I like everything before the year 2000, but after the year 2000, I'm just not a big fan. Uh, I'm interested in Josh Schmidt's opinions on this. Uh, Josh, you are a big country music fan. You like today's stuff. You want to take exception with what uh, Mr. Cornfield and Fiddle is saying? I will say I don't like all of today's stuff. There's a limit. I mean, I like the early 2000s and the late 90s and some of like, like Luke Combs, Cody Johnson, those are the guys that I like today because, um, I mean, Luke Combs and Cody Johnson are relatively now. But, like, like Cody Johnson is Texas country, so it's it's kind of different than what you hear, like I said before, like Nashville country where it's, like, you know, it's, it's more poppy, it's more mainstream. But, th- like, Cody Johnson and guys like him or, or Cody Jinks, uh, Tyler Childers, they're more of a traditional country feel in today's world, I guess you could say. Ray, let's allow you to retort. Yeah, uh, if you heard real country music, you can go listen to Gene Hiltz and his band down the Southern Tier, and uh, they're real country people. Uh, um, y- y- you would you would hear real country music, and and by real country people, with harmonies and uh, uh, fiddles and steel guitars and uh, t- telling stories, folk stories. It's basically about folk stories it's not about getting muddy in your tractor it's about folk stories and about lost loves and uh, uh love lost and uh wanting for another love that you can't have and uh i just you know i can't even turn the radio on and listen to that noise it's all fuzz guitars and bashing cymbals and uh it just doesn't make any sense to country people and uh, when you say when you say steel guitar you mean pedal steel Pedal steel guitar. I've been playing wow. for 30 years. I built them. I work oh on them. And uh, people know me. I'm I'm pretty famous in the uh, in the area. And uh, I won't tell you the band I played for, but we're multi award winning band. But you can and, you, you uh, can you can name the band, and then I want to bring Dick in. Uh, what's what's the name of the band? Was Bareback Jack for seven years. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay, um, Dick, do you want to get in on this? Well, I just want to say that I admire him in the sense that pedal steel guitar is probably one of the most underrated, most difficult uh, instruments Thank to master. And if he's done that, then I'm color color me impressed. Thank What's you. What's the sir. name of the band? What's the name of the band you're with now, Ray? The band Anastasia. It's out of Attica, New York. The mother runs it, and uh, siblings. All family band. I'm the only electric instrument in the band, and. Uh, Sibling harmonies, three parts that send shivers up your spine. The band Anastasia. Uh, we play churches, mostly churches, uh, country picnics, uh, folk festivals, and I, I will not have anything 
I could be playing for 150 a night right now every weekend, but I will not have anything to do with suburban rock, alcohol, uh, gin, gin mills. It almost killed me. That's what gave me my heart attack. Uh, almost, almost killed me. Had a lot of fun. Uh, open for a lot of Nashville X, uh, Marty Stewart and the rest of them. But I, I, I don't want anything to do with that kind of lifestyle ever again. Okay, the great. Country- I, I, thank, I thank you very much uh, for the phone call. I've got a break uh, for traffic. And uh, when we come back, I want to ask uh, Dick and Josh what they think the difference is between country and folk. Um, and then you listen to some of the early Bob Dylan songs. Um Another Side of Bob Dylan. I think that's the album. There's a song, To Ramona. And, uh, Josh, if you could whip that out for us, please. To Ramona by Bob Dylan. I'm going to get some opinions here on country or not country. Uh, Let's go to, uh, and we want calls as well, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Got to tell you, this topic has been a blast, and people are definitely enjoying it. Um, Josh, let me uh, start off with you before we get opinions from my brother, Dick Bowerly. Um, Folk music versus country music. Uh, Our last caller was a big proponent of folk and not so much into today's country at all, calling it suburban rock. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, there's a blurred line. Again, it goes back to the whole subjective thing, but there's a blurred line between folk and country, I think. Um, I brought up there when we were talking to him about Tyler Childers. Tyler Childers is – he he plays into like the sort of folk, folksy type country music, but it's more so like, you know, like indie rock, but it's like indie country. And that's kind of where I see folk music nowadays is it's considered as like this indie country where it's like – it's super, you know, like it's got a very small, a very specific niche, and it's not that mainstream at all. Like I don't think you'll ever hear a song by Tyler Childers on mainstream radio just because mm. it's not the sound that people, the general public, likes to hear. But well, you're also not going to hear David Allen Coe on commercial well, radio. No. Three three <laughs> biggest lies uh, definitely is not going to get a lot of airplay. No, um, for sure. And I hope some people appreciated my reference to. Uh, Mr. Coe. Um, now, play before we get back to Dick to uh, talk about um, folk versus country, I want you to play uh, Bob Dylan to Ramona from another side of Bob Dylan, and you were talking about that blurred line. Can anybody tell me, is this country or is this folk? Let her rip. Ramona, come closer, shut softly your watery eyes. The pangs of your sadness will pass as your senses will rise For the flowers of the city, they'll breath like it, death like sometime Oh my goodness. Uh, you can stop that now. And uh, Dick, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, that? What are your thoughts on folk versus country and, uh, and all that kind of stuff? Well, I got to tell you, you know, Josh used the word uh, blurred line. That song is the epitome of the blurred line between folk and country, because that song is smack dab right down the middle. It's folk, but it's also country at the same time. So I think we can establish that can folk be country and can country be folk? I think absolutely. Just my opinion. No, 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 that's uh, that's fine. Uh, just the urologist c- called at that exact moment you're answering the question, so I totally missed the uh, 
totally, I totally missed your answer because I was on the phone with the uh, urologist. Apparently, I've given birth. Um, well, <laughs> hey, uh, that apparently that's the end thing from what I uh, understand. Um, hey, you know, uh, we, we didn't do a couple things yet. Uh, just real quick. We really should also mention that, like, uh, June Carter, she also is part of that blurred line family where everybody thinks she's like the, the godmother of country, but really a lot of her songs were folk. We never mentioned Hank Williams yet either. And then we have to talk about all the Western swing guys, the Bakerfield sound. Country has so many different elements in it. And I have to tell you, I really, I really have always been a huge fan of country. In fact, uh, before Mary and I got married, she used to call me Dick the Hick. And I loved the Dillards, who are, to me, one of the preeminent bluegrass acts of all time. The Dillards were awesome. I owned every one of their albums. And I love bluegrass. Just okay. For the do you uh, do you want to hang out here uh, longer with us, like uh, after five o'clock? Uh, what's the deal? I'm not sure what your schedule is. Well, I can I can hang a little bit because the uh, one one call that I thought might be coming in likely will not come in because I think they close at four o'clock anyways. Alrighty, alrighty. Well, stand stand by. We're going to continue this conversation about uh, country music. And are you a country music person? Are you not a country music person? Um, country music uh, rules the roost uh, in most media markets uh, across the country and uh, kind of curious as to why and whether you are a country person or not. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. My brother, Dick Bowerly, uh, played in a country band called Kenny Gunn and the Pistols in the 70s through the early 1980s. Um, also a member of the Buffalo Music Hall of Fame, Kenmore East Performing Arts Hall of Fame, and Josh Schmidt is a member of the I'm Leaving Tom Bowerly Club um, because he's going to work at the sports station, which is where he really wants to be, and we fully support him because what man would stand between Josh and his dreams? I'd be a turd. It's 4.57 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.